0: Party like it's 1980. The Georgia Bulldogs are national champions. Just dispatched Alabama, 33 to 18. Maybe the best 15 point game we've ever seen. Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 11th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Joined right now by Lance Glenn, our producer, joining us midnight, past midnight, where you are, Lance. We just watched a whale of a game. I know we have a lot of thoughts. And we're not going to take too long. You know, the, the the point of this podcast is a 15 to 20 minute deal. The thing I would say, though, Lance, is aren't we both glad that we never publicized the things we were texting about the Georgia coach and the Georgia quarterback um, in, in the second and third quarters?
1: Well, first and foremost, Trey, good morning. I mean, you said it. it's 12.05 right now, my time. I know 11.05 at your time. Uh, so it's morning for me, at least. And yeah, we are very happy that we did not publicize what we were texting throughout most of the first half. The third quarter as well about both Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett. But look, credit where credit is due, right? You know, Stetson Bennett, uh, say what you want about him. I obviously have said a lot, but he made big plays when he needed to. Uh, Obviously, that uh, offsides, that free play, the touchdown to give Georgia back the lead was huge, and it ended up being the deciding score. So, you know, say what you want about him. I said a lot. I know you said a lot, too, in our text messages. But hey, he got the job done when he needed to, and he led Georgia to a national title.
0: He got the job done. He might have put to, to waste any argument that you can only win a, a national title with an elite quarterback. Although the caveat uh, the caveat there would be Georgia's defense is otherworldly. I mean, those guys tonight, Lance, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Wyatt. Walker, you know, Ringo was not good at all. And then he had a pick six, Louis St. Louis seen, N'Kobe Dean, obviously Nolan Smith. I mean, this was, we don't just want to talk about the quarterback. We we'll circle back to that, but the defense was insane and they lived up to what they had to do to beat Alabama. And that was good. After Bryce young, uh, the, the Heisman winner, the numbers are fine: thirty-five for fifty-seven, three hundred and sixty-nine yards, six point five yards per attempt. Had the two interceptions. He, was, I mean, they were just in his face all night, uh, totally in his face. If it was a week three game, there would have been a lot more rough in the passer calls. It was a Natty in the a, an SEC versus SEC Natty. So, Lance, I think the refs were rightfully uh, letting the, them play a little bit. And you know, we could also talk about the rest. And I don't even think we're going to have time to get to the, the some of the stuff out there. Was I mean, it was. It was everything you want. Like it had it had this the sense of history. It had the Titanic clashes and the NFL players and Will Anderson and all those guys. And it also had the kookiness that we love in college football. All in all, best national championship since Clemson beat Alabama the first time. Um, and the, but even then, it could it could rival that.
1: Yeah, it was great. And first and foremost, spring of Georgia's defense. And they were as dominant as they've been all season, really. And and the difference between tonight and the SEC title game was they finished. Uh, And a lot of the plays where they got to Bryce Young, they finished. You know, you and Brandon Marcello in the preview talked about how Georgia in that SEC title game, they were able to get to Bryce Young. I think they pressured and hurried him eight times, but they just weren't, they were unable to get that last step and get him to the ground. But this time they were able to, they were in his face all night. They had four sacks, I believe you mentioned, you know, quite a few names there, Uh, Wyatt Davis, Nolan Smith in the, in the secondary, obviously Darian Kendrick, Keeley Ringo with the pick six. You said Keely Ringo, not a very good game from him, but he like, said to Bennett made plays when, when he needed to and had that pick six to really seal the deal. Uh, But Georgia was as dominant that defensive unit as they've been all season long. And man, in the red zone specifically, because that game Mm. could have gotten out of hand for Georgia and it could have gotten out of hand early, but in the red zone, they held Alabama to those four field goals. And that ended up being a a huge factor in Georgia being able to keep it a one-score game. They get the touchdown, Alabama gets it back. But still, those four field goals kept Georgia in it, even when the offense was struggling. And that's all they needed. And the offense in the second half, in that fourth quarter specifically, ended up carrying it home.
0: Yeah, for Alabama fans, it will remind them of the October loss to Texas A&M when the red zone play calling was not great. I'm not even going to put this on Bill O'Brien. Like, that was, just, that was just insane Georgia defense. I was at Georgia's first game this season. I was in the stands, Clemson versus Georgia, and it was, you know, 10 to 3. And Clemson, you know, maybe DJ Uyangalele wouldn't have been good at all this year, but, like, they, they they did something to him that night. Like, eight sacks just totally totally crushed him. And and it was clear at that point, and, and the rest of the season, and even last year, too, that we're watching a special defense here that it gets better the closer the other team gets to the end zone. Um, just it, awesome. And, you know, Dan Lanning heads off to Oregon now. As a national champion, Lance, like what's the, we talk about the defense. They, they limit, they limit Alabama pretty, pretty solidly on the ground. Brian Robinson got free a few times. Like my thing for Georgia is there's the redemption story of Kirby smart. We all wanted him to change quarterbacks. Maybe he should have, I don't know. Maybe tonight was an easier game if he does, but he doesn't. He six with Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett wins. We're all ragging on Stetson Bennett. That fumble could have been an, I, I thought it was an incomplete pass. Says and Bennett the next draft it goes three for three and throws a touchdown. Todd uh, Todd Monken, I thought was disaster until the fourth quarter. Lance just would not establish the run, would finally establish the run and then would do silly things like a flea flicker, which resulted in in a grounding and then had like some you know double reverses and, and you know double fake play actions. I'm like, you don't you don't have time to do that against Will Anderson and Dallas Turner, but they figured it out. I don't know who my MVP would be if I'm if I'm Georgia. I guess it's Bennett. It was, it was cool, and, and I wouldn't ever expect to say this about a team that's a blue blood like Georgia, has the number two most talent in the country, Lancer, can recruit and, and uses all of its resources to his disposal, if you know what I mean, IL wise But I got chills watching the very end, and I had goosebumps, and I found myself saying, good for Georgia, which is not something that most college football fans would usually say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned redemption there. And obviously, everyone thinks back to 2017. I I saw, uh, as we were both watching, I know Kirby Smart's postgame interview, and they asked him about the fact, like, does it feel sweeter having lost in 2017? Uh, And of course, you know, he gave the typical coach speak, you know, he said that one was remembered for a while, this one's going to be remembered for even longer. So we didn't really answer the question. But you know, you think back to 2017, and all season long, we talked about Georgia, we talked about that, if not now, then when? that question has now been answered because they've won it now. So it's not like we have to look back at this game and say, wow, Georgia missed another big opportunity. This was their best team in a long time, better than the 2017 team, and yet the same result came out. This time, the result was different. If not now, when? The now is 2021, and, and Georgia, like we've been talking about, national titles, and, and good for them.
0: Yeah, now I'm glad you mentioned that. And, and Kirby Smart even said, uh, hopefully there's not 41 years between the next one. When it was 18-13, to 13, Alabama... Um, after the, the the Stetson-Bennett fumble, which the Brian Branch serendipitous recovery, absolutely absurd. And Lance, I'm, I'm really glad that the final result was such that we don't have to spend all day tomorrow or Tuesday talking about that play. Um, but anyway, like it, it was 18 to 13. And I, I started doing the whole thing that you're just saying. If not now, then when? And I'm like, man, Kirby blew it with quarterback. He's going to have to go get another one of those guys Next year, and he'll probably blow it again because you know that would be two. That would be you know Stetson Bennett after uh, Jake Fromm over Justin Fields, and then I was like, man, Georgia loses so much defensively next year. Alabama is going to be the runaway number one consolation prize for you, Bama. You don't get to repeat, but you will be the runaway preseason number one team in twenty twenty two. And I really started thinking to myself, when will this ever happen? And I, I hearkened back to conversations I've had with Josh Pate, Ren Marcello, Chris Hummer, Jake Rowe, and it, it was if this Georgia team does not win. Believe it or not, the fans are going to be furious with Kirby Smart, and they're going to be wondering, can this guy ever do it? They will be calling him a glorified Mark Rick. You go to the message boards tonight, it's like 150 pages on the Junkyard Dog board, Lance, at one point in the fourth quarter. They were doing that. Kirby says, I got this. And and, and so, yeah, the redemption, Lance, and maybe there's something something sweet about taking that monkey off your back, and uh, and maybe they can go on a little dynasty of their own. Because I don't know about you, but I
1: thought in 2017... They were about to be the new Alabama. And while well, everyone in 2017 uh, thought that Jake Fromm was ultimately going to take that next step in the years uh, to come, he, he didn't. And that kind of squashed the, any of that uh, next Alabama per se, but this was very close. And, and first and foremost, I thought it was a fumble. Uh, on that Stetson Bennett. I I thought it was a fumble. I thought they got the right call. I thought, if anything, like we all thought at the beginning that it was going to be a fumble, but Branch stepped out of bounds. But then obviously they showed the zoom and zoomed in replay. And I mean, that was just, you know, inches, less than inches uh, between uh, his foot and and the white line. uh, and, And it just shows, you know, how much football is a game of inches, but glorified Mark Richt. You talked about it with Josh Pate, talked about it with Brandon Marcello, like you mentioned all those others that you did mention it with. But look none of that matters now. I mean and, and frankly 2017 doesn't really matter now if I was a Georgia fan either. 2017 it's it's kind of a blip in the memory. You know if you're a Georgia fan that 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 went through all that pain to to go through all the joy now in 2021 it's like 2017 never even happened, right? It's like it never even happened. You kind of put it behind you because everything that you've wanted even before then has now come true. So it's like you accomplished the goal you wanted to it, took four years longer than you had hoped, but you still ended up accomplishing that ultimate goal. So while 2017, sure, maybe it's things a tiny bit, it really, the pain of it, at least if I were a Georgia fan, were to have gone away thanks to this win tonight. Sound like a Disney script writer there. Um, I will be mad at ourselves if we
0: forget, if we hang up here in a minute and forget to talk about it. Jameson Williams, cameras caught Saban saying ACL to Kirby Smart, superstar receiver, four catches, 65 yards. Obviously, Lance was injured. Do you think Alabama, I'm going to put you on the hot seat? Maybe maybe I don't want to steer you that way. Uh, how does the game change if he's in there?
1: Look, I mean, we saw how many countless of drops, oh, how many countless, we saw tons of drops. Uh, from Alabama's receivers and an experienced bunch. So I don't know how much you could really blame them. You know, they were thrust onto the national spotlight in the the biggest game you could be put in uh, without the experience of a Jameson Williams or even a John Mechie. Um, and look, I, th- I think it showed two things. It showed one, uh, these guys clearly weren't ready, but it showed two, Alabama has a, a bright future at their receiver position. Um, but look, if Jameson Williams is in there, you know, there's no doubt about it. Georgia fans can't deny this. The game changes. Now, does that mean that Georgia loses the game and Alabama wins? I, I don't think we can answer that. We'll never know because obviously it didn't end up happening. But the game changes. Alabama's offense changes. Georgia's defense changes because now they really have to worry about that deep threat. Maybe they didn't have to necessarily do that with Jameson Williams out. So the game definitely changes and, and the game flow changes. But again, it's it's you can't really say one or the other if Alabama would have won or Georgia would have lost because again, it's one of those things we'll do. we'll just never know. Bama had that 2021 receiver room, best receiving class,
0: and you know ever rankings wise, and you know could rival that 2017 Bama group. You know I'll I'll let Greg Biggins kind of send us off here. Uh, he tweeted uh, when Cam Latu, who signed with Bama to play defensive end, was the only guy who could get separation or make a play on the ball. You know you knew they were in trouble. And, and Latu, the, the Alabama tight end, had 102 yards and, and one touchdown. Lance, I'll, I'll I'll we'll we'll get out of here. I'll let you go to bed. If you want to brag on yourself, I think we both won some
1: bets tonight. Yeah, we did. We both won some bets. I just missed out, Trey. And this is is what kills you about gambling. The over was 52 and a half. And I got so pumped when I saw Healy Ringo take that pick six back because I was trying to do the math quick in my head. But all I was saying to myself, before that was, oh, come on, just got to get a touchdown, got to get a touchdown. Saw Keely Ringo take it back. I wasn't screaming because my fiance is asleep, but I was going crazy silently. And then I did the math in my head and it was slightly, I think it was 51, yeah, 33, 18, 51. So just missed out on it. But I did win a money line. I won a Georgia minus two and a half. So I, uh, I, I, I didn't come out empty handed tonight.
0: Well, my best bet of the year was Georgia alternate line minus six and a half. So
1: Hey, hey yeah, man, hey yeah. uh, Look, I'm one of those who's just happy if we all win. If we all come away as winners, that's 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 a good night. And 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 we both did. We both did.
0: Yeah, and Georgia Kirby Smart, Stetson Bennett, James Cook, Keely Ringo, the entire defense—they're all winners too. Congratulations to Georgia. Thank you for listening to our quick recap of what was an awesome national championship game. That's Lance Glenn, our producer doing a great job posting episodes on, on every episode I look up at he's on Uh, my name is Trey Scott, ton of great content this week. I'm sure coming your way on the college football daily. We've got a lot of stuff to look forward to enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you next time.